Dr. Marketing Tips, paging Dr. Marketing Tips. Dr. Marketing Tips, you're needed in the marketing department. Welcome to the Dr. Marketing Tips Podcast, your prescription to the answers you seek to grow your medical practice easier, better, and faster. This show is all about connecting practice administrators and medical marketing professionals with peers working in practices, learning from experiences, making mistakes, and sharing successes. Let's get started. Hey everyone and welcome to another episode of the Dr. Marketing Tips Podcast. I'm one of your hosts, Corey, alongside Jen. Hey everybody. So Corey, I've got a question for you. Um, What's up? Not even a question so much as I just want your take on it. So my mother has recently moved in with my husband and I and I am blown away at how many packages she often gets in the mail. It seems like every single day she has some sort of delivery coming from Amazon. And finally I said, Ma, <laughs> what is going on? And she'll, she says to me, you know, I was shopping on, and she refers to it as Amazon.com. Because otherwise sh- you wouldn't know that it was. Exactly. <laughs> and she says, I'm shopping on Amazon.com, and I was looking at dish towels, and all of a sudden they knew I wanted dish towels. So then I was at my... Google email is how she refers to it. <laughs> and there was an ad for dish towels. And she said, then I was looking at her new grandbaby, my brother's new child, on Facebook. And there was an ad for these light blue dish towels that she wanted. And she said, you know, somehow, you know, she was looking for them. And there they showed up again. And she just says, you know what? I'm going to go ahead and buy the dish towels. And she bought about six other things. And it's like she orders something every single day from Amazon. And she wanted to know what it was all about, and I had to explain to her what retargeting and remarketing was. And so I thought this might be a good opportunity for us to talk to our Dr. Marketing Tips audience about remarketing. So can you explain a little bit about remarketing for the audience? Yeah, sure. So simply put, remarketing is basically a new, new-ish tool that enables advertisers to reach out to visitors when they've already visited a website. So Amazon does that with dish towels, let's say. If you click on a product and then you leave and you don't purchase it, they attach what's called a pixel to your web browser and then they say, well, we know this person is interested in dish towels. So we're gonna serve them on all these different advertiser networks until they come back and complete their purchase. So, you know, um, listeners probably have seen that with, you know, sneakers, purses, uh, cologne, anything, uh, whether that's a consumer base, which is like what Amazon does. And then you can also see it from A service side, Um, let's say if you're looking for a heating and air place or a plumber or something like that, uh, some of the more savvy ones out there will actually follow you as well. So I actually did some research on this and um, website visitors who are retargeted with display ads are something like 70% more likely to return back to that website. And that is, my mother nails it. She's probably 100%. She goes to Amazon, she leaves for a few hours, she thinks about it, and they retarget her, and she's back clicking, putting her credit card information in. Um, Checked into it even further, it said retargeted ads have a 10-time better click-through rate than ordinary display ads. And there was a survey last year in 2015 by Comscore that proved that retargeted ads led to an average of over a thousand percent increase in brand recall. So retargeting or remarketing, however you refer to it, is definitely something to start paying attention to as it relates to marketing your medical practice. Right. And it's not really rocket science, right? I mean, if people 
you know they're already interested in the product or the brand, of course they're going to be, you know, X amount of times more likely to convert because you're not just serving them with random things all the time and kind of interrupting their attention span. You know that that person is interested in dish towels in the case of your mom. So giving her the ad for the dish towels is, I mean, it's, it's a home run because you know they want them because they were just on the website looking to purchase them. So explain to me, because there's we hear about it quite often, we hear interchange on remarketing and retargeting. What is the difference between retargeting versus remarketing? There's really not a difference. It's just kind of, um, you know, just a difference in jargon and terminology. So like for instance, Facebook says retargeting. And if you're on the Google platform, then that's AdWords or YouTube, they say remarketing. And um, actually that reminds me, another thing that you, you mentioned were uh, the display ads. And so I just wanted to talk about that for just a second, that um, a display ad is basically an ad that you see that also has an image. So um, I get this all the time because I'm, I'm always looking at shoes for whatever reason, don't judge me. Um, but You're judged. So like if I'm looking at shoes and I don't buy them, then I go on Facebook and then I actually see the ad with the pair of shoes that I was looking at, the pair of sneakers or whatever. Um, so that's a display ad. Now that doesn't mean uh, all retargeting ads are display ads because you can retarget with just text as well. So if I went to Google after that and then I just saw um, you know, affordable men's sneakers, best quality, you could just see the text there at the top of your search result or on the, on the side of your Google page or Yahoo or Bing, wherever you go. And that can also be retargeting. You don't need an image for it to be a retargeting, remarketing. So retargeting or remarketing is not just Google or Facebook, there's other platforms? Sure, yeah, there's, there's tons of other platforms. Um, YouTube is a big one. Uh, again, so if you know that um, this person is interested in dish towels, sometimes you can go to YouTube and you'll actually see an ad before the video plays about that brand of, of dish towels or what have you. And then there's also what they call partner networks. And you'll see that um, if you ever open up an app on your phone and you have those little ads on the bottom or the top, sometimes you can get retargeted right there as well. So Corey, I know that with some of our clients, we've been doing some remarketing in the last couple of months. Do you want to share with our listeners just kind of you know the types of things that we're remarketing so they can get some ideas on how it might apply to their practice? Sure, yeah, so some of the things that we find that work really well, again, we know that these people are interested in the practice and, and what we've done with a lot of our clients is we've set up a, a means so that they can schedule a request for an appointment. And if they visit certain pages and they do not follow through and schedule this request, then we can serve them with a retargeting ad. And so what we have to be careful with though is um, we, we cannot serve because of HIPAA, we can't apply a specific um, procedure or, or treatment method, but what we can say, we can use branding ads. So if they've been to the website, uh, for instance, like an, or an ortho website, we know that they have some sort of interest in, in uh, an orthopedic procedure. Now we, on the other side, if we pixel it correctly, we know exactly what they're looking for, but because of HIPAA, we can't say, you know, uh, get knee surgery now because that implies that we know that they want knee surgery. Which we do know. We just can't do it. Correct. Yeah. So the, like the, the, the way that I think of it is like if you were to go to the website and then um, close your, your browser down and then a sibling came along, opened it up, and they saw an ad for knee surgery, and technically they're not supposed to know that you have a bad knee, well, then that violates HIPAA. So if you if you aren't saying that it's it's a specific anterior you know hip surgery or if it's a it's sclerotherapy or something that is very specific like varicose vein treatment that you know someone could get embarrassed about something like that um, then you're perfectly fine like herpes so, 
Right. Yeah, yeah anything so like that. Like the STD. Right. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. So if you're working with like uh, an infectious disease place or an immunology center, those kinds of things, and that's kind of where it gets a little murky. So to be on the safe side, um, we use branding ads and, and we see them work very, very well. Yeah. Patient testimonials actually work really well too. And mm-hmm. you can, you know, somebody visits your website, you can serve them with a patient testimonial or a, a combination of patient testimonials just talking about the value of the practice in general outcomes related to the practice as well. Right. So, Corey, how much does remarketing actually cost to get started? Well, that depends on quite a few factors. The biggest one that we've seen is the size of the audience. So, for some of our bigger guys, you know, um, let's say we, we pixel the entire page. So, for example, uh, somebody goes to the website, they visit any page, but they don't schedule an appointment. We serve them with a uh, remarketing, retargeting ad, and we can see people come back and convert for under like $5 a person, which is a huge return on investment. Especially if it leads to a surgery or leads to a patient that's going to be long term, you know, a couple dollars is worth it. Right, right. Like one of the practices that we work with, they said like the average lifetime value of their patients is $2,900, I think. Um, so, you know, if, if we can get them back into the practice for six bucks, you know, it's, it's totally worth it. Um, but if you're a little bit smaller of a practice and your website is only seeing, you know, 1000 to five, 6,000 unique hits every month, then it costs a little bit more. Yeah, I think we had an example of that in the last couple of weeks where we have a, a client running some remarketing campaigns. They have a small traffic source on their website, so their audience is smaller, um, and they were running a vein treatment, um, like a sclerotherapy treatment, and their average cost per, per acquisition was right at $100. But in the same sense, $100 for a cash base on the business side, you know, for a sclerotherapy treatment, paid for itself, you know, tenfold in the first in the first day. So it's just, you know, a matter of perspective and how much you're willing to spend, but it's going to be targeted, from my understanding, based on your audience size. Correct. Yeah. So the bigger the audience, then the less it costs to um, remarket or retarget to them. And the smaller the audience, the more that cost of acquisition uh, is. It actually, it goes up. But but again, like you said, if, if they're going to come back multiple times or become a lifetime patient, whatever, um, then at, at that point, still the cost of entry is totally worth it. Okay. Yeah. That makes perfect sense. So let's say I'm thinking about doing some retargeting down the road and I know that I want to you know, maybe budget for it in the next couple of months. What is the best thing I could do right now to get started knowing that it might happen in the next, in the second part of the year? Well, I would say that the most important thing is to start building your list and to do that, you need to uh, pixel your website. So one of the easiest ways to do that, actually Facebook makes it super simple if you have a business account set up already. Uh, you can go in there and set up a pixel for your website and, and kind of start building your what's called an invisible list because so all these people go to your website, right? Um, but to protect their privacy, you have no access to any of their contact information or their their personal details, emails, anything like that. You have none of that. But Facebook keeps track of it. So if you want to remarket to them on Facebook, uh, it's really simple to do that. Um, and you, you set up the uh, audience... Um, parameters that you're looking for and it'll actually generate a little piece of code you can take and put on your website and obviously if you're not too savvy with that stuff we would suggest not just trying to dive right in because you can really screw something up on the website which we've also seen um but you know if you need help then there's plenty of places out there that can set that up for you and they they put it in the header of your website so it basically sits above your website over all the code and then uh, from there it starts to build the audience almost immediately so when you're ready to run that campaign you have select audiences that you can use. And you can even section it out to say, I want to target people that have visited this page and not this one, or these five 
and not this one. So how we set up our audiences, we'll say, we wanna target everyone that's visited this website but has not seen this thank you page after they schedule their appointment. And so since they've never seen that thank you page, we know they didn't actually convert and that's our audience right there. No, that makes perfect sense. So Corey, as our, our listeners, practice administrators and marketing folks are listening to this podcast and you're talking about pixeling, let's say they go to their outside agency to do the pixel for them, to put the code in the site. How much time should they be budgeting for for their agency to do that? How long does that take? Um, well, the real answer is it takes under 10 minutes. Okay. So you'll probably get charged an hour, I would think, from yeah. your agency most likely. But if they're trying to charge you over that, then that's kind of a big red flag yeah. because it takes no time at all. I wanted I wanted Corey to make sure that he brought that up to the audience because this is not something that's time intensive. No. You know, you set this up once and it can run for months and months and you can just see the dividends start paying off. Yeah, what's great with the audience too is you can say, I want um, you know everyone that's been to the site within the past you know, 14 days, 30 days, 90 days, 120 days, and it, um, it will automatically uh, just refresh and kind of like knock the beginning days off. So for example, you have every 30 days, you'll get the last 30 days every time that ad runs. And you don't have to do anything to update that. You don't have to worry about people falling off or unsubscribing from a list or anything like that. They're going to get this ad. No, absolutely. So I want to touch real quick again on the HIPAA compliance element. So maybe talk just a little bit to our listeners about some of the types of ads, display ads or retargeting ads that maybe they can they can expect to get rejected by Facebook should they try to serve them. Yeah, so Facebook does a really good job of kind of taking care of the HIPAA stuff for you as, as best that they can. I believe they actually manually do it. This is not an automated process. It's a person that goes in still and checks your ads. Yeah, it, well, it's it's automated at first, but because it's in healthcare, usually that gets kicked to an actual human being. Could you put an ad together that said, cure your diabetes? No. Exactly. Or here's an ointment cream for your herpes. No. Not going to work. Or lose the weight you've been wanting to lose. It depends, but no on that one too, just to be on the safe side. But you can market the patient saying that I went to whatever practice and I've lost 240 pounds. So you couldn't say like still thinking you want a knee replacement? Correct. Okay. Well, I think this is important to know, and I think what'll happen is so. What? Well, actually, let me ask you this: What happens if you put an ad out there that maybe is questionable, and you put it out there on Facebook? Um, are they going to shut it down? Are they going to let it run? Are you opening yourself up to violations? Um, yes, to all of that. Yeah. <laughs> so pretty much, what'll happen is um, the ad will run for probably about ten minutes or so before the the person gets the review. And then they, they will shut it down. So you, you do kind of open yourself up for violations there. Um, but if you if you do, quote unquote, like get caught from Facebook and they, they um, disapprove the ad, there's no real like bad consequence to that. And I mean, we, we've seen that. We've done that also and, and haven't seen any repercussions from it. Um, but to be on the safe side, I think you should follow kind of the, the general HIPAA guidelines there. I, I kind of agree. And I think that we're still kind of in the wild, wild west as it as it pertains to um, technology. And retargeting is a relative, relatively new technology, especially if in, in the healthcare arena. And so it's, it's better to err on the side of caution, while at the same time realizing that the regulators responsible for HIPAA are also experimenting right now and trying to figure out what makes sense and what doesn't. 
And at the same time, they're not able to keep up with the speed of technology. That's why you see, you know, the wide gamut all the way of people that completely avoid things like retargeting um, practices that just say no, um, absolutely. These are the same practices that might still be saying no to social media or to even having a website. And then you've got practices that are really willing to push the envelope because there have not been rulings out there yet on this type of technology. But to be on the safe side, you know, the the, um, the producers or the, the media hosting companies like Facebook and like Google have taken an approach of making sure that they are being re- completely responsible for their audience and for their users. Because I think we've talked about it in previous podcast episodes, you know, Facebook is not in the business of being an advertising platform. You know, they have, I think it's something like 3 million advertisers right now out there that are actively spending dollars with them. But Facebook knows that if they screw with their audience and screw with that personal data, they will ultimately lose the entire basis of the business. So they're gonna protect their audience, protect the privacy, and make sure that their advertisers are protecting them as well. And so, you know, as long as you're being responsible and you realize that, you know, there's a line kind of drawn in sand right now and you shouldn't be crossing that line. And just like anything else related to HIPAA, just be smart and be pragmatic and, common and sense. just use a little common sense yep. and you're going to be good. Yeah. I mean, I, I would say that's, you know, kind of the, the big rule is just, you know, if you're going to, before you hit that publish button, just like anything else, or if you're going to send that angry email, just take a second before you do it, use some common sense and, um, you know, it'll kind of steer you in, in the right direction. And I think the other um, big takeaway from this podcast is that retargeting works. It works well. And it's cheap. I mean, it's really affordable and and the results are incredible. And it's really easy to get started. And it's something that practice down the street is not doing. Yeah, it's definitely a key differentiator if you guys were to get into this. Because, yeah, like you said, I mean, it's it's so new um, that in, in the healthcare field, there's not a lot of practices doing this. And you're marketing to someone specifically that you know is interested in your practice and they're not connected to you in, in any other way other than the fact that they've been to your website. So this is a great way to reinforce your brand and, uh, and your results. Absolutely. So I think that's probably about it for now. If you have um, questions on remarketing or retargeting, you can shoot Corey or I an email and we'll be happy to answer them. Um, you can find our information at drmarketingtips.com. Or you can also check out all the free resources that we've got. We talk about remarketing and retargeting quite a bit and setting up your Facebook ads and your display ads and whatnot. So with that, I'm Jennifer. I'm Corey. And we'll see you next time here at the Dr. Marketing Tips Podcast. Thanks for listening to the DrMarketingTips.com podcast. If there's anything from today's show you want to learn more about, check out DrMarketingTips.com for our podcast resource center with all the notes, links, and goodies we mentioned during the show. If you're not already a subscriber to our show, please consider pressing the subscribe button on your podcast player so you never miss one of our future episodes. And if you haven't given us a rating or review yet on iTunes, please find a spare minute and help us reach and educate even more of our medical practice peers. Thanks again for listening, and we'll catch you next time. Doctor's Orders.